Welcome back into another episode of the Huskers Radio Network podcast. I'm Jessica Cootie, and NIL is just such a huge topic surrounding collegiate athletics. We get a ton of questions on Sports Nightly that roll in, and there's just a lot of questions that Greg and I just do not have the answers to. So we thought we'd bring in the expert, Jonathan Bateman, who's been with Nebraska for a long time, worked with Compliance for over a decade, and back in May was named Assistant AD for NIL Strategy and Governance. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, I just said it. I mean, we've got a ton of questions. I know it's ever-changing, and we're going to dive into a lot of those questions. But I kind of just, first of all, wanted to start off with NIL, and, and we've heard athletes come in. We've had Jazz come in here, and she's mentioned your name. And I know uh, Jamie Vaughn has mentioned the, the work you've done with NIL. So even in the two years that I've been here, when NIL first got established, you've kind of taken the bull by the horn in that regard. So what even in the first place interests you the most about NIL before you even took this specific position? Yeah. Well, first, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, so first got here in 2011. I was working with a student athlete. And they said, hey, they, w they wanted to do a lawn and mowing business. And they were like, I'm going to have my name on it and say I'm a football player and, like, have their number. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that sounds awesome. Like, great, you know. Uh, then I started looking into the NCAA rules and found out pretty quickly not permissible to do that wow. um, without a waiver. So, you know, that was really my first introduction into NIL. And it's always been something that I've really been interested in. Um, it has its roots in amateurism and in just have kind of followed it along the way. Well... Then July 2021 happened, mm -hmm. uh, and, we, and we needed someone to kind of pick up the ball a little bit, and it, and it came to our office. So Jamie and I worked on it a lot um, the day-to-day, -day, and then it, it's, it's really exploded uh, in, into something that we, that we and, and Trev believe that we needed to have someone on it on a, on a daily basis. So um, thankful that he entrusted me to, to do that and thankful to the rest of exec staff, but also thankful for Jamie to not say, no, you need to stay in compliance. So... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so, so really that, it, it's always been an interest to me. And, and the bigger part is like, it's helping the student athletes. Mm -hmm. You know, and NIL, um, there's a lot of headlines and there's a lot of misnomers what it is and what it isn't. But it, but it really is a, another tool for the student athletes to separate themselves, not only now in college, but, but for after college. And that's how we view it here. Uh, you know, I'm down right next to life skills and compliance and academics and nutrition. And those are all the folks who are kind of working behind the scenes for our student athletes for their resource. So that's, that's kind of my vision of it. And I think that works really well with our vision as well for the whole department. And Travis talked a lot about this and, and he said in meetings, just the importance of having someone internally that's helping us navigate it, because it is, it's ever changing. And, and how many times have we've just seen different uh, tweaks and changes to the laws, and, and it, it's been an ever-changing kind of landscape for over the last two years. So how do those conversations evolve where he starts coming to you like, hey, what do you think about a, a position like this? Yeah, so, you know, it, it kind of started out just as thrown out there like, hey, we should maybe think about having someone be in charge of this and just kind of as a day-to-day -day. because I was kind of doing it as, hey, my normal job assignments, but also, hey, did anybody see this? What do you guys think of this? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'm doing it, looking at it anyway. So we, we really got to the point where we thought, um, you know, NIL is not going anywhere. And for us to be strategic and on front of it as much as we want to be, someone needs to be doing it yeah. every day. So um, a, a lot of it for me is just keeping a tabs and a pulse of what's going on nationwide you know, uh, start every morning, like a lot of people in athletics, looking at the ticker and reading, okay, what happened overnight? And then at the end of the day, 
okay, where are we at? Where, where's the landscape? And if something reaches to a certain level where I'm like, okay, this is one I need to forward on, I reach out to exec staff, or, you know, we have an NIL committee uh, of folks here from licensing and marketing and, and life skills in, in uh, our GC's office, and I'll say, hey, guys, this is probably something we need to think about. So that, that's a, a lot of it is it, um, maybe not keeping up with the Joneses, but at least trying yeah. to figure out what the Joneses are doing. Right. So a lot of it, again, and probably I'm sure you're following all the, the legislation and, and everything that's when they're in session and all of that, but how much of it, too, is, is your mind working on what maybe could be done, what could make things better? Yep. So that's, that's the key, and that's something we as a department are always trying to do is, you know, um, it's always great to figure out what you're doing now and base that on, off of what has happened, right? Because you're always trying mm -hmm. to improve. But when you're really hitting the next level uh, of, I don't know, priority, I guess I should say, in the space is when you're trying to forecast what's coming next. Right. Right. And so um, there's, there's a lot of things that we're looking at right now and, and modeling out. Um, for example, you know, there's a couple legislative ca uh, cases right there in various states related student athletes um, being employment, uh, e employees. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're thinking, okay, how does that change our mechanism of, of what we're doing here? Uh, our entire model financially, you know, uh, our uh, educational model as we know it, right? You know, how, how does that matter? Um, there's a National Labor Relations Board case going on in California. Um, but also one just this week that, that has gone uh, in Chicago. So we're keeping an eye on that as well for uh, student athletes being employees. So we're really just trying to say, okay, NIL is now, right? But, but what's next? And when whatever what next is, uh, we want to be able to be nimble enough to, to pivot to that so we can be successful. And there's not that much of a waiting game. Not all ADs are going to be as tuned in as Trevor Alberts and his leadership team. How important is that for this athletics department that you do have an AD that's so involved in all of this? I, you know, I wouldn't have taken the position if it wasn't for an AD and leadership team and exec staff and also leadership on campus who, who didn't fully believe in it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and a group that's going to challenge us to be on the forefront and do it the right way. Um, you know, Trev has a great pulse on everything. Um, the tech texts between he and I are a lot of just articles back and forth of, <laughs> hey, did you see this? Hey, did you see this? Mm -hmm. You know, so uh, I can't tell if it's a one-upsmanship yet, but he's definitely in the lead uh, right now for all the things <laughs> he sends me. But yeah, I mean, it, it's great. Um, we're, we're just trying to make sure we're positioned, Nebraska, and in the Big Ten to, to be successful because we know to to be successful it's gonna it's gonna be nil it's gonna be everything that we've done but it's gonna be nil it's gonna be whatever's next to whatever revenue model that is had a couple of questions that were submitted and one of them were just kind of what your workload is in terms of working with admin or student athletes or donors or collectives what does the work balance look like from day to day on on the type of people that you're working with yeah it, it's all of those <laughs> it's all those and it's great and that's 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 the best part of the job and that that's um coming from compliance uh still working with all those people too so it's just in a different role um but you know it's like anything it's like any jobs that we have you just kind of prioritize um about what needs to be done it's it all comes down to time management um for me my guiding principle is student athlete first always um so if our student athletes need something that's that's the priority for that day uh to try to help them because if we don't have our student athletes none of us have jobs right so um really trying to help them out first um, 
but really being, uh, if I'm a firm believer too, you know, is I can be a person who, if I can't get you the answer, I'm going to find someone who can get you the answer. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not just going to say no and leave you hanging, right? So just kind of being that spoke of the wheel. Plus with, in this realm, with NIL, it touches so many areas. Yeah. You know, it's not just compliance. It's, okay, licensing. It's play fly, multimedia rights. It's, hey, if a student athlete is going to work with a nutrition bar, better loop in nutrition about this. Hey, if it's um, something where uh, they might be doing something, a charitable event, talk to Tom Lemke about, hey, you know, what, how does this work? What have you heard about this group? Talk with marketing as well. So uh, working with everybody, but also working with um, our collectives as well and, and our donors and our fans of questions they have because, you know, I forget sometimes and I need to check myself, our fans and donors aren't in this. Yeah. every day right and there's a lot of questions and that's that's the best thing about our fans is they want to help us in any way they can but they want to do it in the right way uh the 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 emails i usually get or the voicemails i usually get are hey i'm really interested in nil but i don't want to get anybody in trouble is mm -hmm. usually what i get so which is great we're happy we're happy to guide um our, our fans in that way and it, it's really not a one size fits all we really direct our fans really what what they're interested in I know it's, it's a huge part of recruiting, right? You're, you're, you can't really talk about recruiting or the transfer portal without somehow NIL being yep. connected to it. So when parents or student athletes come in, what's the number one question that they have for you? Yeah, well, you know, early on, because we are still pretty new in this, it, and it, it depends on the recruits too. You know, some might have an idea of what's going on. Transfer is a little bit more sophisticated. You know, mm -hmm. they've been doing, they've been, in college, they understand it. They, they understand how it goes pretty much. But really what, what the parents want is, hey, what is the support system and resources you're going to have in Nebraska to help, help my son or daughter? You know, that's a, that's a big part. Um, and, and two, you know, they're like, hey, what, what have some other student athletes done here? Like, can you give me some examples of deals they've gotten? Mm -hmm. You know, so I know kind of where, like, what, what could I have a chance to do? Um, if I come to Nebraska. So that's where we stay a lot of, of its resources, its, you know, potential opportunities, um, just by examples of what people have done in the past. When you hear sometimes now, a lot of, a lot of times you're hearing some of these big-time people that are in the portal or, or what, big-time recruit, oh, it's going to take this much NIL money, mm -hmm. $300,000 to get this recruit yep. or $800,000. Mm -hmm. That still has to be tracked, right? It's not like they're just getting a handout of $300,000, right? Yeah, so it, any, the, the big thing about NIL is you can be paid. You have to do something for the being paid. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that, and that is, you know, that's been the case since the beginning of time with the NCAA as it relates to work is you can be paid. It just can't be a no-show job. So you have to do something for that payment. Now, the, the tricky part comes in is, you know, what is market value for that? Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, and the market is setting itself right now, you know, as we're sitting here talking and it's been setting itself for the last um, two years about, you know, how much should a student athlete be paid. But it's really tough to nail down because each student athlete is different, different sports, different positions, different backgrounds, uh, a different hometown they're from, different in the community, different academically. You know, so all those things go in. Uh, to what the individual valuation of a student athlete is. So that, that's kind of where it's tricky to kind of lock that down. So, and when, another big topic too is, is a little on that note, is at one point maybe, a, and I know there's some cases out there that are going through this, but 
will student athletes eventually be where the, the athletics department are paying them directly? Like they're just paid employees. What's, what's kind of the status on that right now? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the status is everybody's kind of sitting and wait mm -hmm. to seeing what happens legally and in the, in the court system. Um, obviously, Congress uh, is, is looking at some NIL models, um, but they're also, uh, there also, there was a state law in California that was about rev share, uh, revenue share with the student athletes. It's been um, tabled, and it won't be picked up again until summer 2024, um, but, but that's not the only state out there that's looking at that, that type of proposal. Um, you know, so that's something we're thinking about as well. Like if we get into a revenue, revenue share model, um, be it nationally, conference, et cetera, you know, what does that look like for us and, and how does that change everything we do here for all of our student athletes? And how do you keep that fair from institution to institution, conference to conference? Yeah, that, that's a great question too, you know, and, and a lot of times what that comes down to is, you know, if, you, if you're looking at it in a pro model or a semi-pro model, um, a lot of times that comes down to, you know, collective bargaining, uh, right. with players associations to, to understand what that looks like because if you don't have collective bargaining you run into the you know antitrust issues you know so um, obviously which you, you don't want to have so um, I you know that that is something um, you know not lose sleep is the wrong word but that is something I think about a lot about how how that would really work in college athletics because you know it, if you look at it from let's just say the NFL Right, it's it's all those teams in one league, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You look at it in college. There's different conferences. Um, there's different levels, right? So it's kind of all over the place. So I, I I always ask like, okay, well, what's the trade association or union or whoever? Would it be for a conference or would it be each for a sport? Couple, each sport, yeah. exactly. So it does get a little confusing there. Huh. Um we get a ton of questions. We've gotten a ton of questions on this as well because this was a big news story recently. The NCA put out a motto about how I don't. Basically, it doesn't matter what your state's legislation says. You have to follow what the NCA bylaws and and the everything that is in place with by the NCAA. Mm -hmm. How is that going to work when it's you know you have your certain states that have the legislation in place, Arkansas, Texas, and but yet it's not necessarily what is in place with the NCA. Yeah. So. Uh really interesting <laughs> to look at um you know one thing we're we're you know keeping a really close eye on what's happening in those other states that just recently changed their state laws and to seeing how they operate um be it texas missouri uh, new york is another one um, but some other states i know uh, i believe arkansas has done that months ago so you know we're keeping a pretty close eye there um one thing i i, I can tell you we're we're always monitoring our own policies. We're looking at our own state law to say, hey, you know, is there some, some things that might allow us to be a little bit more advantageous in this space? So that's something we're keeping an eye on too. Um, I kind of have a checklist of things I check every day of, hey, where are we at as it relates to, you know, these six or seven things. One thing Travis brought up one time on, on one of his shows on Sports Nightly about just with the legislation for the states, it's not like you could just say, hey, can you change this law and it happens overnight. It is a long time process. So you yeah. want to make sure that when you're going to the changes, the amendments that you need for the NIL laws, that you have everything in place because it's kind of an arms race a little bit at this point. It is. It is. You know, in, in, it used to be facilities and now it's NIL. Uh, it relates to the arm race. But you know, the six minutes in NIL world, you know, might as well be six, six 
months. You know, it, it's just way different mm -hmm. where we're at. So always kind of talking with um, our government relations folks to say like, hey, you know, if, if we were wanting to do something or what's the appetite for this, you know, but uh, we're also took, talking to other folks in the state too about other schools of, hey, you know, this would be a state law for everybody. You know, so we're trying to keep uh, understanding what, what their thoughts are too. I know Nebraska does it right in terms of, and J.B. Vaughn and you were just a part of his team, making sure that it's being done the right way. But maybe some people might say, well, there's some certain schools that aren't. So how is that being monitored and teams and uh, different institutions being held accountable when it's, they're not doing things by the book? Yeah, well, you know, it, it kind of comes on each school. At the, at the end of the day, especially in, I mean, that's with everything, right? You know, people or institutions or, or bad actors who are going to violate the bylaws or policies or whatever are going to do so no matter what. It's, it's really on each institution to, to self-monitor and ensure that they're in a place where they can defend their actions. Um, you know, NIL is something that we had to get um, pretty comfortable with being uncomfortable right away. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I will say the first month of NIL, it was like, <laughs> what are we, what are we doing? You know? Um, but now I, I was telling someone the other day is like, I'm always surprised, but I'm never surprised when it, when it's, when someone tells me something about NIL, it's just like, okay, well that, yeah, sure. Like that, uh -huh. that makes sense. So, um, to get back to your question and I'm not trying to avoid it, but it, it does come on each school, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and, the, the issue becomes like each state, you know, has different regulations and you, we all in this room could read a state law and think, what does it mean to me? Well, what does it mean to you? Right. You know, that can mean a different thing to each school in a state. So, you know, that's, that's where the, the monitoring and the self-policing kind of becomes difficult. The um, international students, the foreign students, and yeah. that's been a big topic too. And I mentioned Jazz Shelley has come in here and said you've been a huge help for her trying to navigate that because they're still with the visas, they can't do everything, they can't partake in everything. Where is that at right now and, and how has that evolved? Yeah, um, so, you know, where that is right now, it's really, it, it comes down to the federal government, right? The student visa is a, is a federal government issue. Um, we're, we're really in the same space um, that we have been as it relates to being able to, to do a couple things um, that we've talked with outside counsel. We've talked to folks on campus where we feel comfortable that student athletes are doing, able to do some things domestically. Um, I'm sure you know, people have seen uh, our international student athletes doing stuff on, on billboards here. but. Um, also, when they go home, they can do a lot of things, you know, so Jazz just got back. I just talked to her last week. Um, she did a ton when she was back home, but, you know, uh, she planned a lot, too. You know, she planned for that time being home, and if, you, and if you're a planner and you have good time management skills, you can take advantage of that. As it relates to where we're headed, you know, um, the federal government, the wheels turn slow, right, and mm -hmm. really just working on a crisis, you know, and, and unless something rises to that level, it's like, hey, it's not, not really that important. But I can tell you, we as a university, any chance we get to uh, stump for our international student athletes to put them on the same footing as our domestic student athletes, um, we will be on any call, any hearing, any survey, any panel, whatever, to, just to say like, hey, this is the reality of it. Um, and, and even if it's not getting them on full up to what um, a domestic student athlete can do in the NIL space, if we could even get halfway there, it would be an improvement. So, 
you know, uh, I've heard, you know, whispers that, you know, things might be changing at the federal level, um, but you never know. You, you, just, you just hold your breath and um, keep working as hard as you can and maybe the dam will break someday. With a lot of politics, it's a lot of kind of, I guess, people not really being able to compromise and, and come. And I think we've seen a lot of that. We saw that a couple of weeks ago when they were talking about NIL. And there's different people, different ideas of, of what an overall federal blanket legislation should look like. Are we headed towards that? Do you think that's coming where it is going to be a federal laws and all of that policies? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. And uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to handicap it. Someone said to me uh, a couple weeks ago, they said they thought less than 20% chance, which I mm. thought was really high, you know. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, we'll, we'll see. You know, I think, I, I know uh, President Baker and the NCAA are, is working hard on trying to get something passed for a federal solution. Um, but again, you know, there's a lot of things going on that Congress is working on. And right. does, our, does our associations and our schools and our conferences inability to wrap our arms ourselves around NIL really rise to a level that we want to have Congress trying to fix that for us. I don't know. Uh, I'm not the one who, who makes those decisions. I'm the who, who one just kind of follows it. So uh, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But it will be a really busy fall. All of our sports will be, be um, competing. And then we'll also be following the court cases and what happens in Congress, too. One thing that I had been super proud of, and I think that's been super cool as a you know female athlete and play in college, but just seeing the women be rewarded and we're seeing so many major stories of female student athletes that are really taking advantage of NIL especially when in terms of the equal pay on a professional level not really being there so how neat has that been for you to see especially because here Nebraska fans support their women's athletes that it's providing women's athletes a chance to take advantage of that while they're in college yeah I mean it's it's huge and, it, and it's great to see um, our, our female student-athletes are able to capitalize on their NIL as well. And, and you're exactly right. It all comes down to um, our fan base, and, and they want to support our men's sports and our female sports and all of our women's sports, maybe not even the sports that are always on TV. You know, it, it's, it's all of them, um, which has been awesome to see. And from, you know, my standpoint where I'm at in my office, it's like any student-athlete who wants help, is they're, they're going to get – whatever they want from me. And I, I tell our student athletes too, especially when uh, recruits come in and they're asking, I'm like, I am not gonna force NIL on you. If it's something you wanna do, I will be there to help you all the way through it, but I'm not gonna force it on you. Um, but one thing that's really cool is when uh, recruits come in or younger student athletes come in and they say, oh, I saw, you know, I saw Jazz do this. You know, how did she do that? And it's not even in the same sport. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's, it's different sports of saying like, oh, you know, I saw they did a social media campaign with company X. How would I do that? It was like, well, here, let's, or maybe we can grab that student athlete and let's have a meeting and let's just talk about it. So, um, you know, the support of our fans for all of our teams is great, but especially we can be proud of how they support our women's teams as well. Because I think it can be so much about football and, hey, we got to get the big money for football. But I just, I think it's really great that even, you know, with each sport that you're seeing these student-athletes be able to take advantage of that and post on their social media or whatever it might be being commercials. It's just been really neat to see not yeah. just football, but our, our women's athletes supported as well. And in that, in that too, you know, it, that's, 
as a department, we believe in that holistic experience for all of our student athletes mm -hmm. and our in our local companies. Um, and when I say local, I mean Lincoln and Omaha, and local, I mean our whole state. Really buy into that too yeah. of of wanting to support our student athletes and support all of them, not in, only in the high profile ones. So um, we can have all the resources we want to to try to push forward all of our student athletes, but it really takes the buy-in of our, of our fans and our local companies too. Some people that maybe might be listening might fully understand it, some people not, might not. So could you maybe dive into collectives a sure. little bit and what their relationship is with the university? Yeah, so um, we have a couple collectives in, in the space. We have the um, 1890 Initiative and the uh, Big Red Collaborative. You know, when we're going through right now, working with both groups, trying to figure out um, where everybody's strengths lie, you know, to see, hey, you know, where everybody's the best at um, to, to help our student athletes in their space. Because, you know, even though we're two years in, um, there's, there's certain things that our collectives um, can do that, that we can't a, as a university. Um, we can help educate, we can give best, best practices, we can talk about, hey, this is what the market is but we can't do it ourselves, right? So um, that's kind of where collectives fit in, and we have a great relationship um, with, with those folks there. But the other thing um, is, you know, in NIL, it's kind of, uh, it's not a one-size-fits-all, right? Um, some, some NIL is really, really straightforward. Our, uh, excuse me, our fans can go into Open Doors, and they can lose a great partner of ours, and they can say, hey, I want to hire this student-athlete to do a video message for my daughter. One-on-one, -on -one, easy, very easy. Some fans say, you know what, I have my own company, I, I know this individual, I'm gonna hire them and I'm gonna report it to Jonathan. Great, very easy. We have some fans who are like, you know what, I wanna support an NIL. I don't have a birthday that I want someone to celebrate. I don't have an appearance. I don't, have, I don't really want an autograph. I just wanna provide money for NIL so you can provide it to a collective, um, and then they can help find activities for the student athletes to do and then be paid for. You know, so it's kind of uh, uh, it's a sum of, of all the money coming to one location, and then they help with our student athletes making sure they're appearing at the events, they're getting paid, they're doing what they're supposed to, um, educating on taxes, financial literacy, and, and all those things, because it just doesn't stop with getting payment for the activity. You know, we believe in a, in a holistic approach where they're learning a lot of things. You know, we've seen a lot of really unique and great deals that our athletes have been able to do. I mean, with the LNK and Allie Batenhorst and the flight to Houston and just recently Jeff Sims uh, signing with Acres, who's a great, both great partners of ours. Do you have a favorite deal or a uh, memorable deal? You know, not to put you on the spot. I, no, it's okay. You know, my, my, all of my, a lot of my favorite deals is when it's a win for. The, the student athlete, first and foremost, it's a win for the university and it's a win for the corporate sponsor. Mm -hmm. You know, so the ones, so the ones that, not to take the company line, but the ones that you said are a lot of my favorite ones because it's just, it, it's really good. We're all working in the, in the same space um, and being able to see, I, I never thought in my career we would get to see a, a space where a student athlete is promoting a corporate sponsor, they're wearing their jersey, the N is there, you know, it, it, it's pretty incredible to see. You know, we had some really, um, one of the first ones we had was with First National Bank, um, not this fall, but the previous fall, I think, time kind of goes by fast. 
Um, but they did some things uh, in the stadium, which was really cool um, just to be able to see that. So anytime there's that synergy between everybody are, are things I like. But um, aside from that, the, the other NIL deals I really like to see is when our student athletes are putting in the sweat equity mm -hmm. part of it, you know, if they're running their own camp or yeah. clinic, you know, and, and they're going back to their hometown and they're saying, hey, a place that um, meant a lot to me, you know, um, I'm going to go back there and I'm going to run a camp and I'm going to give back to, to all the people that help, help me a lot. Um, being from uh, a small town in Nebraska, Plasmouth, you know, that, that's something that resonates with me. Uh, and that's what I really think is cool when our student athletes do that too. Um, I will say though, our student athletes are, are getting really good life lessons right now in uh, facility fees and insurance <laughs> uh -huh. and uh, wholesale t-shirts and, and all that goes Gatorade into that. and water yes, and snacks. Exactly. Yeah, it's expensive. <laughs> it's expensive to, to run a business. So, um, but anytime they're, they're putting in that sweat equity is really cool too, because um, yeah, they want to make extra money. Like cash is king. We, we, we get that. But, you know, doing it for a, a cause that's close to you is really important. Inspiring the next generation. Exactly. I mean, how many of those kids are going and saying, oh, maybe I want to be a Husker someday? A hundred, a hundred percent. It's all, it's all cyclical. And, you know, some of the best part of our job here as, as we work with our student athletes is, you know, um, getting to the point of, you know, the, the two main goals is graduate with a degree, win as many championships as you can. You know, that, that's, that's, that's the first really cool part to see when a student athlete gets there. The next part comes, you know, five, ten years down the road, and I can say that now. I've been here long enough, unfortunately, uh, that I'm getting old. But I can say when a student athlete comes back and they say, you know, so thankful for for everything you, you all did for me, uh, Jonathan. Even even though if you're a pain in my butt at some point, you know, I am thankful, and and you know, I am a, I'm better off for it. So that that's those are the best ones. Sometimes compliance gets the you know, the stereotype that, oh, you just can't do anything. Sure. And so you came from compliance, and here you are trying to fight for student athletes. Sure. How did you get to where you were, you were in that yeah. mind space? Yeah, so um, I think the misnomer with compliance, and I can definitely say for our, our staff too, is like not always the no people. It's like <laughs> it's no but. Uh -huh. It's no but. It's um, no, can't do it that way, but maybe we can do it this way. And, and, you know, uh, one thing that we've always really believed in is fighting for our student-athletes and our coaches. You know, they might not believe it, right, because I think there's that natural, I don't want to see it antagonistic, but there's that natural friction mm -hmm. between anybody who's, um, I'm trying to do this. This is the one group who tells me I can't do that. Yeah. Like, so there's going to be that natural friction. I will say, um, you know, our, our staff has a really good relationship with our compliance staff, um, our sports, you know, so that's really helpful. Um, and even still in this new role, you know, got to tell people no right. sometimes, which, which is okay. You know, no is sometimes seen as a bad word in 2023, but uh, you got to be able to tell people no, which I'm fine with, you know, and, and I keep thinking about too, you know, people uh, have probably said or thought about me tons of things. So I'm just fine with it by this point, really. That's okay. Okay. I just got a, a couple more for you. What's yeah. the number one challenge in navigating and dealing with the NIL in your role? I would say the unknown. Mm -hmm. The unknown is, is, is probably the most difficult. Um, but that, that's with any of any, any profession, any job, I think is just not knowing what's coming next. Because if, 
you know what's going to happen. You can have a plan, but it's like that Mike Tyson quote, right? Like everybody has a plan until you get hit in the face. Yeah. It's kind of like NIL is kind of like that a little bit. You know, it's like, oh, I think everything is going great. Well, then one state changes their law or one memo comes out um, from the NCA or one uh, lawsuit is filed and you're like, okay, well, that, that last week's work that I put together with our model for year X, well, we're going to scrap that. You know, and you just have to be okay with that. You have to be okay with, you know, hey, we're planning for what I know now with the best knowledge I have. So that was the biggest challenge. What's the biggest reward? What's the number one reward? Just, just seeing the student athletes succeed. Easy. I mean, that, just seeing them succeed in a space and take advantage of a space that um, their predecessors weren't able to participate in is definitely the, the biggest reward. Um, and, that, and that's been great to see uh, they're able to... Um, you know, save money for themselves, set themselves up uh, to succeed financially after college, help out their families, help out their local communities. You know, that's for sure been the best thing. How many times have you had student athletes come back and say, well, why couldn't you make this happen when I was a student athlete? Uh, every week, every week, every week. Yeah, uh, it's either text messages or, or they'll stop by and they're just saying, hey, I was just here on a tour. And then we'll kind of talk, pleasantries, getting caught up on family life. And then it's like, so why couldn't I do NIL when I was here? And, and, then, and then the next question is, how much money do you think I would have made when I was here? <laughs> so, you know, that, that is always interesting. But, but I will say, you know, the majority of our former student-athletes, um, they are really happy for our, for our current student-athletes and what they're being able to do. Which former student-athlete that you worked with would have made the most money? Man, somebody mad I don't know. I don't know. Probably, I probably will make a, uh, a lot of people mad, but um, <laughs> I make people mad all the time, so that's okay. Uh, you know, um, I think, I, and it's not always due to their athletics, right? Mm -hmm. right? It's yeah. kind of their whole personality, the whole package. The whole package. It, yeah. um, and I would just say, you know, uh, Kenny Bell would probably be a really good one. Mm -hmm. Kenny had a pretty good personality, still does. Um, he, you know, did really well for himself athletically. I think DeMornay Pearsonell would have been another probably good one. And those are both two guys that just have come to me recently and asked about NIL when they were here. So <laughs> those are probably, yeah, exactly, fresh on their mind. So if people are listening and have questions that maybe we didn't get answered, um, want to go about maybe signing on a student athlete, want to get involved with NIL, where would you point them to? Yeah, so first space to go to is huskers.com slash NIL. A lot of information there. Um, but it also will have some contact information as well, whether you need to talk to me, someone in licensing, um, you need to talk to Life Skills about some, you know, programming or questions of how we're educating our student athletes. But it also has information if you know you want to work with our student athlete directly uh, you can have our open doors marketplace there we're partnered with uh, open doors and we also have links to our collectives there as well if that that's a route you want to go so um, again not a one-size-fits-all model but but we try to provide everybody options because uh, everybody's understanding best what what fits what they want to get accomplished well, what a great conversation. It's long overdue because, like I said, we get, we get a ton of fan questions, and you're the expert on it, so appreciate it and appreciate all you're doing because I know the student-athletes really appreciate uh, you fighting for them and making sure that they are set up for all the success in NIL. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. Jonathan Bateman, again, the assistant AD for NIL Strategy and Governance here with Nebraska Athletics. Thank you for listening to this episode right here on the Huskers Radio Network podcast. Make sure you subscribe and like wherever you listen to never miss an episode.